three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 349. Uh, you know, I wish I had something planned for 350. I don't. It feels like a good, like, you know, in an ideal world, I should have had a cool, like, 350th episode plan. I, I just really don't. But if you have any ideas, let me know. Um, kind of weird. You know, t- it's still Thursday for me. Uh, my, my schedule, I, I did the show yesterday morning. Uh, recorded it like 6 a.m. because the dog was barking. You couldn't hear it. I, I learned that you guys couldn't hear anything. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, I put the show out, went to bed at 10 a.m., uh, slept for se- six, seven hours, got up at 4.30-ish, watched the draft. It was like Christmas morning yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Not only did we have the NFL draft, which was phenomenal and really, really fun, uh, we had a an Aaron Rodgers meltdown. Is that the word? Like, I, I watched the Tom Grossi live stream. The poor dude. Packers fans. I'm so sorry. I I, I, I got to be honest. I had the time of my life uh, watching the drama unfold. For me, working in the sports entertainment world, covering sports, uh, I got to say, good for business when crazy things are happening and your quarterback is uh, trying to leave. I, I cannot wait to talk about this. When I was watching, I was like, man, get the popcorn ready. I am so excited. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I still got the Rona. I, you know, if there's any weird cuts here, it's because I am uh, still, I think so. The Rona is pretty much gone. Uh, my sense of taste is now back, which is awesome. Uh, but I still have uh, congestion like crazy. So if I have to like cough, I, I apologize if there's weird cuts in this episode as well. Uh, but let's just dive in. I, I am. I cannot tell you how excited I am to talk about this topic today to start the show. I want to recap and kind of make an analogy. Uh, I think we'll start off here, though, by saying that a year ago, the Green Bay Packers drafted quarterback Jordan Love in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, And they did that even though they already had a starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, they'd also just gone to the NFC Championship game. And, you know, logic would say, hey, you got your starting quarterback. You're a really good team. Draft to support your starting quarterback. And uh, because they already had a guy and, uh, you know, Aaron was bothered, he felt betrayed. And I, I understand that he felt the way he did and why he felt the way he did. I think I would feel pretty bothered if I had no idea that you were going to try to replace me. Now, I would say, when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, I loved the move. Uh, I, you know, I love, love, whatever. Uh, but I also, I, I thought it was what they had to do. Like, you have an aging quarterback. You have a responsibility to figure out what your long-term plan is for whenever that quarterback leaves. Like, for example, I've been heavily, heavily critical of the Pittsburgh Steelers. When Big Ben retires, they don't really have a plan. Maybe Dwayne Haskins? I, we'll see if they draft a quarterback. I'd love it. If the Steelers draft Kellen Mond, I'd be overjoyed. Um, but after, you know, drafting his replacement, he being really bothered and kind of feeling betrayed, Aaron Rodgers had an incredible season in 2020, won the NFL MVP award. Really, he was phenomenal last year. And then yesterday, a year after getting embarrassed on draft day, having his replacement chosen, getting blindsided, feeling betrayed, Aaron got his revenge. ESPN reporter Adam Schefter put out a report detailing that Aaron Rodgers does not want to go back to Green Bay. He's done there. And uh, this is not a coincidence that it came out on draft day. Last year, they ruined draft day for Aaron Rodgers. So this year, it's Aaron's turn to ruin draft day for the Green Bay Packers. This was a calculated move. Uh, The details have come out. Apparently, uh, three key team figures... Uh, the team president, the general manager, 
and also the head coach, Matt LaFleur, have all taken separate trips out to California this offseason to meet with Aaron Rodgers, try to woo him and fix their relationship so they can move forward together because they like Aaron. They want Aaron to be their starting quarterback. In fact, even apparently the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a, an extension to keep him in Green Bay, and he doesn't want it. He wants out. He does not want their contract. Aaron does not want to be in Green Bay. In fact, he even gave a list of three teams he's willing to be traded to. Those three teams are the 49ers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, again, I want to repeat this. I'm totally aware of how Aaron feels, and I actually really understand it. I have empathy for Aaron. I get how you would feel really bothered. You had a great year. You went to the NFC title game, and you expect your team is going to support you and draft more players. Uh, And I I get how that'd be bothered. And then I I have no doubt Aaron watched the way that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have supported their veteran quarterback, Tom Brady, getting him players, getting him help, going to win a Super Bowl. And I I bet he watches that and feels jealous. I, I know I would. And Aaron must think, man, I'm getting older. I don't have any time to mess around. I want to go somewhere where I like the people and I feel supported. And I I totally understand how Aaron would feel that way and why he would feel that way. And I think it's justified. However, I I don't think Aaron handled the betrayal the right way at all. He felt betrayed, and that's fine. But you don't get to act like a petulant little child. And I think Aaron was passive-aggressive and spiteful. That's how he handled this occasion. Uh, So the way I would explain, in case you don't understand how what Aaron Rodgers did was wildly inappropriate, uh, I'm engaged. Uh, I have a, I love my fiance Liz very, very much, and uh, she would never cheat on me. But hey, let's, you know, look, I know, let's just imagine that she did. Let's imagine that my fiance Liz uh, cheated on me. Imagine I found out, hey, she cheated on me, but I kept it very, very quiet. I I didn't like it. I felt betrayed. But hey, I'm going to say nothing. I'll be very, very quiet publicly. I'm just going to sit on it. And wait a year. And a year later on our wedding day, the morning of our wedding, imagine I start telling the world, she cheated on me, she's awful. I start tweeting it out, putting it all over social media, blasting out to the world, trying to ruin this person's life. I don't care that the dress is already paid for. I'm going to get revenge and make her feel miserable. I want to make her feel awful at the worst possible moment. It's an act of revenge. And in and, and a wedding scenario, I don't think it's appropriate to try to go get revenge like that. And you might be mis- you know, angry and you might have very justified reasons for feeling the way you do. But to save it and sit quietly, not say anything publicly, and wait till the worst possible moment to go after somebody, that's kind of psychotic. And I really don't feel comfortable with that. If I, if I were to do that in a wedding scenario, you'd go, Zach, that's insane. And I think that's basically what Aaron Rodgers did. He made a very calculated move to do as much damage as possible. It's totally inappropriate. And I don't, it, it really, really drives me crazy the way nobody has the balls to call it like it is with Aaron Rodgers. He's, he goes on people's shows and they're afraid to make him angry and they don't want to ruin their, their interview setup. Hey, I don't care if you're friends with Aaron Rodgers. You have to call things like you see it. It's not cool what Aaron just did to Green Bay. And uh, the actions, what, what Aaron did was he had the actions of a petulant child. It's just not acceptable. And I want you to remember, there's a, a very easy direct comparison you can make. Did you notice that when Tom Brady left New England, he didn't try to burn the house down on his way out? Well, Aaron did. Again, Aaron made a calculated move to do as much damage as he possibly could on his way out of Green Bay. The day of the draft, like, hey, guess what? Bombshell, figure it out. 
And then, you know, flipping them the bird on his way out. There's a book by a guy named Daniel Goleman. It's called Emotional Intelligence. And uh, the book Emotional Intelligence talks about how leaders leave an emotional wake. Uh, a wake is what, you know, kind of the waves behind a boat. When a boat moves through water, it leaves a wake behind it. That's, you know, you wakeboard on a wake. Uh, it's kind of like an impact crater or it's what's left behind when you make a move. And when a leader leaves a room, people either feel brought together or they feel torn apart. And I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers as a leader does not bring people together for years now. There are, you know, action after action after action. Aaron has created division in the Packers organization and nobody says anything. I don't understand. I just, I don't get why people are so afraid to call it like it is. The story came out yesterday. How do you think Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers teammates felt? Do you think anybody was like, oh, hell yeah, that's my quarterback. I'm so proud of you, Aaron. No. If you're a Green Bay Packers player and you opened your phone yesterday and looked at that story, you went, oh, oh my gosh, oh no. Nobody read that story and felt good. It's, it's a heavy burden Aaron just put on the Green Bay Packers organization and their locker room. Aaron doesn't care about his teammates. He cares about himself. And that's, you got to do what you got to do for yourself, but you don't have to leave a wake of wreckage behind you. Again, I, I want to repeat this. I understand why Aaron felt betrayed. Oh, you want to replace me? Like, I get it. I get the feeling. But this was not the way to handle this. If you feel betrayed, you don't need to act like a little child and burn the house down on your way out. I, I just, yesterday was the NFL draft and Aaron Rodgers made it all about himself. And I just, again, I, I watched the draft on TV. I don't understand. Am I the only person who feels like Aaron was being an awful, awful leader? Nobody called, people were like literally sympathizing with Aaron. People were saying, well, the Packers did this to themselves. No, again, the Packers have a responsibility to do what's best for their organization. Uh, and I, I've said this for a long time. Are you a Green Bay Packers fan or an Aaron Rodgers fan? Because those two people and those two things are not working in the same direction anymore. You have to pick a side now. Are you an Aaron fan or a Packers fan? And it's okay for an Aaron Rodgers fan. Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football I have ever seen. And by the way, he is an incredible Jeopardy host. I never watched Jeopardy in my life. Uh, I, Aaron Rodgers hosted Jeopardy, made me a fan of the show. I love the show. I love Aaron as a host of Jeopardy. It's fun. It's like 25 minutes. It's a perfect show for your lunch break where it's entertaining. It's not fun. It's not too entertaining that it sucks you in, but it's 25 minutes in and out. You're done. And if Aaron became the full-time host of Jeopardy, I would literally watch every single day. I love it. I love Aaron as a quarterback. He's an incredibly gifted quarterback. He's the best thrower of the football ever and a great host of Jeopardy. But he is an awful awful leader. And I, I just don't get why nobody is talking about the red flag we saw from Aaron yesterday. People want the 49ers to trade for Aaron Rodgers. No way. The 49ers made an incredible move yesterday. They drafted Trey Lance, their new future franchise quarterback. Trey Lance is awesome. He's young. He's got a great attitude. He works incredibly hard. Like I, I would feel very excited for the future of the 49ers franchise if I was a 49er fan. In comparison, Aaron is an old, expensive jerk. And jerk is not the word I want to use, but it's the, the PG one we can use on the show. Um, I, you know, I don't know why people would want to trade for a vengeful, bitter old man. That's not the guy I'd want to lead my football team. 
Again, Aaron's incredibly talented. But the 49ers got something good. They, dra- they just drafted Trey Lance. Their future is very, very bright. I'm excited about them. Why would you give up your awesome future for a guy who has divided his team for years now? I ain't trading away my future for Aaron Rodgers if I'm the 49ers. And some team can trade away for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, make a trade. Make a move. Go get Aaron. But I don't think any team that makes a move for Aaron Rodgers is going to win a Super Bowl. What happens when they lose in the playoffs? What happens when things go poorly? And Aaron, who has does Aaron simply does not take accountability for anything. He's happy to point the finger. He's never going to go, oh, my bad. He glares at his teammates, which is a horrible way to communicate with people. If you're mad at somebody, yell at them. Call like it is. That's Tom Brady is a great example of, hey, dude, that's a horrible route. You got to catch the football. You have to. It's okay to yell at people. It's okay to get it out, but you have to get it out. You can't just glare at people. That's a horrible way to lead. And I I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the problem is people want to polarize it and make it all good or all bad. And Aaron is not all good or all bad. He's a bad leader. He's an incredibly gifted quarterback. Best throw of the football ever. Again, uh, awesome host of Jeopardy. I, I hope Aaron hosts Jeopardy forever. I, I would really, I'm not kidding, be very, very happy if that happened. But man, I, uh, Aaron is a bad leader. And this is yet another example of the toxic Aaron Rodgers behavior. I don't know. It's very possible this blows over. Uh, I think it's more likely it's going to blow up. We, we did see Seattle Seahawks uh, quarterback Russell Wilson really wanted out. There's a lot of problems there. And it looks like things have blown over in Seattle where they're going to, you know, Pete Carroll said something really positive the other day. And Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are move forward together. So it seems like they weathered the storm and it blew over. I think this one's going to blow up. I, I, I don't have any confidence Aaron's going to go back to Green Bay and sing Kumbaya and make it all work. Uh, and, and frankly, I don't know that, I don't know why the Packers would want Aaron Rodgers. He's expensive. He's old. He's passive aggressive. He's arrogant. And I, I, what I just, I cannot believe I'm the only person saying this. Why, why does it seem like people are afraid of Aaron or afraid to call it like it is? Aaron, this is another example of toxic Aaron Rodgers. Um, okay, let's shift gears. I want to talk about the NFL draft a little bit. Okay, look, I, look, I, I have to say what I'm about to say next. Uh, I've been feeling this way for a little while, but I've been like, should I say it? I don't know. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't really mind. Um, and here's the thing. If I don't say what I'm about to say next, I'm going to regret it five years later. No matter what happens, because I, 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 I feel really, really nervous uh, about the Jacksonville Jaguars drafting quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't feel good about it at all. And I have to say it. And I, I might be wrong. I hope I am very, very wrong. And if if I'm very wrong, we'll know very quickly. Like week three next year, Trevor Lawrence have an incredible year. But like, yeah, Zach was wrong. But I, I don't mind being wrong because I'll look back and go, I still have justified reasons to be concerned. And you guys know if I am wrong about Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm going to own it. We'll talk about it. I've got no problem being wrong. Uh, but I am not sold that Trevor Lawrence is the savior of the franchise for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to ask you, have you ever heard Trevor Lawrence talk I have. Uh, he doesn't sound hungry. He doesn't sound motivated. Before the draft, he started saying, you know, I don't need to win Super Bowls to be fulfilled. And I, I, that's not wrong. That's like a good message, to be honest. Like, uh, your value is not based on your performance. Uh, if my show fell apart tomorrow and no one ever watched again, I, I, am I a loser that's worthless forever? No, like, I, you got to pick yourself up and continue life. Uh, I think a great example, Ryan Leaf had a... 
Man, uh, probably not the NFL career he wanted to have. In fact, he came on the show. We talked about it, right? But Ryan Leaf is not a worthless human being. Whether you succeed in football or not does not determine your worth as a person. I think that's a good message to share for sure. But you can know that in your heart, and you don't need to say that out loud. Like, yeah, okay, if Trevor doesn't win a Super Bowl, he's not a worthless human being. But tell yourself that. Tell that your family. Tell that your wife. I, I, what I don't think is that, and I understand, I think Trevor's trying to send a good message here. He's trying to send a message to like high school kids and say, you know, uh, you know, be a, uh, trying to set a good example. And, and sure, I get that. Uh, however, why are you worried about that right now? Why is Trevor Lawrence worried about being a good example for high school kids? He needs to worry about winning games. Once he won a lot, like Tom Brady can worry about sending a good message to the kids. Trevor, uh, he's got a really huge job ahead of him. He's got to win football games and turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. And frankly, I think that the NFL is going to kick Trevor Lawrence in the teeth. I'm very, very concerned about it. The dude has never really faced adversity. I'm not kidding. This is a true fact. Trevor Lawrence has never, ever lost a regular season game in his football career. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh, he's about to lose like a lot probably in Jacksonville. And it's really, really hard to succeed in the NFL. Even the best, most talented people fail. When I listen to Trey Lance talk, the 49ers' new quarterback, Trey Lance is hungry. He's motivated. He's eager to prove himself. Trey Lance did not have a single single Division I, single A, you know, FBS scholarship offered by quarterback. Nobody, like the Big Ten, wanted Trey Lance to play linebacker. And he said, "Uh, I'm a quarterback. I'll prove you wrong. And he did. Trey Lance has a chip on his shoulder. He's hungry. He wants to prove people wrong, and he's eager to succeed. Listen to Jalen Hurts talk in Philadelphia. The dude works like a dog. He's hungry. He's motivated. And I worry that Trevor Lawrence just doesn't have that same drive. You listen to guys, Zach Wilson is driven. Kellen Mond is driven. Is Trevor Lawrence driven to succeed? Does he understand how hard it's going to be? I don't know that he's ready for what's about to happen in Jacksonville. And by the way, being the best quarterback in Jaguars history, that's not really this incredibly high bar to set. The Jaguars have had, uh, you know, Mark Brunel, that left-handed quarterback. That's it. Like, Blake Bortles is one of the better quarterbacks in Jaguars history. David Garrard. Like, it's not a very inspiring list of people that have been Jaguars quarterbacks and done very, very well. The Jaguars are a bad franchise. They've got no culture of winning. And we really don't know that the Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer is going to succeed in the NFL. He's a college coach who last time he coached, it fell apart and it didn't end very, very, um, very well in Ohio State. So I've, I've got this bad feeling, man. I Trevor appears to be worried about image and is I don't know if he's motivated and hungry. And I don't know that the coach is going to work. Daryl Bevel is their offensive coordinator. He was a, a nightmare in the end in Seattle before he got fired. And by the way, people keep putting this label on Trevor Lawrence. Generational talent Trevor Lawrence. Please stop. The, the generational talent. Where does that come from? I mean, a couple of years ago, Trevor Lawrence was the number one recruit in high school football. And then he won a national title as a freshman. And when he won a national title as a freshman, we anointed him the savior of whatever franchise. We knew two years ago, this guy is going to be the number one overall pick. And we just, we decided that. We decided this is the guy. And it's, it's marketing. It's all hype. Go watch the Virginia Tech film. Go watch tape. Do not tell me that Trevor Lawrence is the same as Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. 
He's not. He he's not. There are a lot of flaws on tape. There's inconsistencies with mechanics. There's bad decisions. There's like throws in a triple coverage. Like that's a terrible throw. That's awful. What are you doing? And I, I just I when I, I remember watching Andrew Luck tape years ago, and I, I went back and watched it recently. The dude was unbelievable. Do not compare Trevor Lawrence to Andrew Luck. The, the word generational talent. I don't care where it's coming from. And I think, it's, again, it's all hype and it's all marketing. Two years ago, we all decided he's the next guy. And I don't know that the tape really backs it up. I don't even know that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft class. I, I, it's blasphemous. No one's going to, people are mad. I'm going to say that. I'm going to call him an idiot. I, I don't really care. We'll see where things fall three years from now. I got no problem being wrong. But listen to Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't sound hungry, he doesn't sound motivated. And the NFL is too hard. I have too much respect for the process. If you're not taking it, if you don't understand how hard it's going to be, like Jalen Hurts works his tail off. He's hungry. He's motivated. Is Trevor Lawrence driven? I don't know. And it's, it's concerning that I don't hear that when he talks about football. It's kind of weird. I, that's a number one over pick. That's the most generational, ta- generational talent. Best quarterback in years. I don't know. I, I do have concerns, and um, I hope I'm wrong. I, I really do. I Trevor seems like a good dude. There's clearly a lot of talent there. He's got a very good football player. I'm not trying to say he's bad by any means. But I, I do fear that Trevor Lawrence is about to have a rude awakening in the NFL. Uh, and, and I do have concerns, and we'll see how things play out. Okay, um, I'm going to take a short break. When I return, I want to talk about the first round of the NFL draft. We'll also talk about Tim Tebow. Kind of weird story with Tim Tebow. My name is Zach Schaumler. Going to take a short break. I will be right back. All right, we are back. Hope we're doing very, very well. Uh, I want to start by talking about this. Did anybody see the story about Tim Tebow apparently trying out for the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end? Anybody see that story? I guess no decision has been made. He tried out, and we'll we'll find out later whether or not he's going to make the team or not. Uh, they're, you know, they're not sure they're going to keep Tim Tebow and make him one of their tight ends. Uh, and by the way, it does kind of make sense. If you look at on paper, you know, the Jaguars need a tight end. Uh, Tim Tebow did play for Urban Meyer in college. You've got a legendary relationship, Urban Meyer, uh, the Jaguars now head coach, the former Florida head coach who coached Tebow, uh, at the university of Florida. And, and by the way, Tim Tebow is from the Jacksonville area. Uh, but I, I don't love this thought. Um, and I, it's not true. Like as a fan of football, it's awesome. Like Tim Tebow back and be so cool. Um, but it, first of all, it feels a little bit too late. This feels like a move Tim Tebow should have done like literally 10 years ago. He should have said, I'll play. T- like, I want to play football. I'm happy. I'll play tight end. seems like, ah, it's like a kind of an afterthought now. Uh, again, it is a fun story, but it's also maybe a bit of a distraction. He's a 33 year old guy who hasn't played football in a long, long time. Um, and I, I just, does Tim Tebow have the same goals as Jacksonville. Like, does he want to build the Jaguars? Maybe. I, I, I'm i open to that. Uh, and it certainly would be fun, but I'm not sold that Tim Tebow uh, is a good thing for the Jaguars. I mean, it kind of remains to be seen. I, I will say I, I loved Tim Tebow as a kid. His you know work ethic really, really inspired me. He was known for this legendary work ethic. And there was a quote that I have never, ever forgotten where his high school coach said, he's one of the guys you have to pull the reins back on. And I always wanted to be one of those people who said, like, hey, you got to slow down. You know, sleep a little bit more, take care better, care of yourself, rather than a guy who had to be pushed and motivated. I always want to be a guy that you're like, ah, that guy works like crazy. I'm a little bit worried about that. So I I, I love Tebow. I'm not trying to hate on the guy. Um, and there is a lot of respect between Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. So I, 
it's it's possible. It's it's interesting for sure. It's a story I think we should all kind of keep track of and see what happens. Um, but and he might get a job based on respect alone, the respect between Urban Meyer and Tebow. So I don't. I, I my initial reaction, frankly, was I don't like that. But I, I couldn't tell you why because I do love Tebow and I. I we'll see, but keep your eye on that story and we'll see if he does end up making it onto the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. I, I gotta say, but how cool would that be? You know, to watch Tim Tebow play football again? Like, I just, that does sound kind of fun. Um, even if I, 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 for some reason, I just, my gut reaction was to be very, very skeptical of that move and of Tebow playing in the NFL again. Okay, uh, let's talk about the draft. I wanna share uh, some of my favorite picks from the first round uh, on Thursday night. Uh, with the number three overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers drafted Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Uh, I was so happy. I love this move. It's one of my favorite moves in the entire draft. Uh, Trey Lance is an incredibly, incredibly gifted quarterback. And uh, I think he went to the best spot for him. And I think it's very possible that when it's all said and done, whether it's we look back three years, five years, ten years from now, we're like, hey, Trey Lance, it's very possible we say, that guy was the best quarterback in this draft class. And it's unbelievable he was passed by... The Jaguars and the Jets. Um, I think with you know his skill set, he can run, he can throw. He's literally the best runner. He's got a huge arm, probably the biggest, not the most accurate yet, but the strongest arm in this draft class. And remember, Josh Allen wasn't accurate years ago when he came out of uh, college from Wyoming. So we saw Josh Allen get better and more accurate in the NFL. It's very possible, and I think the same thing's going to happen with Trey Lance. And he's certainly going to get very, very good coaching. Uh, from the 49ers coach, Kyle Shanahan. Another benefit is the 49ers already have a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's no hurry. He doesn't need to play right away. Uh, he can sit on the bench until he's ready to become the starting quarterback. And uh, I think it's awesome, man. He's a guy who works incredibly hard. People love him. They talk about his work ethic. And uh, I I think I, I was just so happy. I, I was crossing my fingers, hoping the 49ers would draft Trey Lance. And as a football fan, a greedy football fan, uh, we are going to see something very, very special happen in San Francisco and uh, it's very, very cool he got to go there. And I, I cannot wait to see how things progress there with the 49ers. Uh, number four overall, the Falcons drafted tight end Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is incredible. Uh, it's a, like, it's hard to knock this pick because he's a great player. Like, he's, he's awesome. I mean, he literally, Kyle Pitts could literally be a Hall of Fame tight end. He's a matchup nightmare. But the Falcons still have a ton of problems. And I don't know how getting a tight end really made them a better overall football league. Maybe a more explosive offense, and that's great. Um, but I, I, I thought, honestly, Atlanta should have moved down a couple picks and got more draft picks so they could build the rest of the roster up. I mean, I just don't know that one pick, Kyle Pitts, suddenly makes them a winning football team, if that makes any sense. So I, um, it's exciting, but it's also like, was that the right move? I, I don't know. I thought they should have traded down with a team that wanted a quarterback. However, you know, maybe the the... the the trade offers were just not very good. I mean, we saw guys fall a little bit later in the draft than I would have thought, and uh, maybe demand was just lower than we thought. Uh, now, number five overall, I, I'm hesitant about the, the Falcons pick. I'm going to be really, really harsh on this one. The Cincinnati Bengals did not draft an offensive tackle, an offensive lineman. They drafted wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU. And uh, Jamar Chase, another guy. Like, I, it's, it's, it's weird to knock this pick because he's incredibly talented. Like, he's a great football player. He played with Joe Burrow at LSU. Like, he's going to be he's gonna be awesome. Like, frankly, like, watching, it's going to be a high-powered, exciting offense in Cincinnati. Here's the problem. Your starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, got hurt last year with a season-ending injury. Got hit a ton. You need 
to get him help on the offensive line. I just don't understand. Like, ah, yeah, wide receiver, they're great. But if Joe Burrow's on his back, it doesn't matter how many great wide receivers you have. So I, this is the pick I hated the most in the draft. I could not believe that the Cincinnati Bengals did not draft an offensive tackle. They should have picked Panay Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, literally, I, it's very possible he's a Hall of Fame left tackle. And I, I just, what about the offensive line? I could not believe that the Bengals did not draft Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. I, 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 I hated this move, I, which is weird to say. Again, they got a great player, but they got a player who doesn't protect the quarterback. So I, I just think it's a weird move that I really didn't like. Number six overall, the Miami Dolphins drafted Jalen Waddell. Uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama. I, I really like this move. Uh, it's awesome getting to a receiver. They played together at uh, in in college at Alabama. It's awesome they're getting another weapon for Tua. They're supporting and building around Tua. Uh, they also later, with 18th overall pick, drafted Jalen Phillips, the defensive end out of Miami. It's another good move. I, I really like the direction that Miami's headed. And uh, the AFC East is getting very interesting and very competitive. You know, the Jets look like they're getting their act together. Uh, the Patriots got... You know, they already got a great coach. They got Mac Jones, the quarterback. The Dolphins are building around Tua, building their defense. The Bills have Josh Allen. Like, I am really, really excited to watch the elevation of the AFC East moving forward. Now, the Detroit Lions drafted Oregon tackle Panay Sewell with the seventh overall pick. I want to give a round of applause. This is a fantastic, fantastic move. Uh, I It's kind of weird, but I, I feel very good about Detroit, and I don't, I don't feel I feel weird saying that because Detroit is not a, a franchise I've ever looked at and gone well run good moves but um they got Jared Goff he's younger than you know the old quarterback Matthew Stafford they have Anthony Lynn an offensive coordinator who I think was a you know a very problematic head coach but was a great coordinator and people really like Anthony Lynn uh they got now a probably a future Hall of Fame left tackle Panay Sewell I the Lions are making good moves. Is it going to work? I don't know. They're an incredibly, incredibly dysfunctional franchise. But they're at least doing stuff on paper. I go, good move, good move, good move. Like, they're, they're doing the best they can, and that's all they can do. So I I, I feel good about the Lions, which I, I never, ever thought it would say. Now, uh, number eight overall, the Carolina Panthers drafted J.C. Horn, uh, a, a corner. It's a good pick. Uh, kind of boring, honestly. Like, I, I was really hoping that the Carolina Panthers would draft a receiver to help their young quarterback, Sam Darnold. They made a trade for Sam Darnold. I'm like, oh, support the guy. Get him some weapons and some firepower. However, you know, Jalen Waddle was taken off the board, and Kyle Pitts was gone, and Jamar Chase was gone. So, like, all the best weapons were taken away. They had Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is kind of small, and I I, I mean, I, they had a, a heavy need at corner. They got a guy who's going to be a, a really good starter for them at corner. So I, I like the move, and I got to say, I'm really excited to watch J.C. Horn uh, play with Jeremy Chin and – Carolina is certainly building a really, really good football team uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, number nine overall, this I hated this move. The Denver Broncos drafted Patrick Sertan, uh, a corner from Alabama. Uh, great player. Like, I, a really, really outstanding corner. However, I don't get how the Denver Broncos passed on Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Like, they need a quarterback. I, I Yeah, you got a good player, but quarterback is literally the most important position in the entire NFL. And the Denver Broncos don't really have one. They traded for Teddy Bridgewater, who's kind of a, uh, who is, he's a duct tape quarterback. He's not a long-term solution. He's uh, kind of a band-aid on the problem. That's why he's called a duct tape quarterback. Uh, 
the Denver Broncos don't have a guy moving forward. I, I, I don't know why they would not draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Um, maybe maybe what this really means is that Denver is going to try to make a move to trade for Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Like I go, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Otherwise, if they're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, passing on a quarterback for Denver, that it was wildly irresponsible. Now I will say. Uh, there, there's so much talent in Denver. Like their offense is literally stacked. It's, it's possible that um, the talent does elevate Teddy Bridgewater and make him better. So I, I'm not trying to be all doomsday here, but I, I watched this pick and was like, why would you not draft a quarterback? You, you need a franchise quarterback. You don't have one. Uh, maybe you like Teddy, but I, I just can't imagine that's their. He's fine, but you could have had Justin Fields, and you didn't want him. I, I just really, I'm concerned that we're going to look back years from now and go, man, Mac Jones and Justin Fields were awesome. And Denver could add either one of them and didn't take them. So I, I, I am concerned that there's going to be a lot of regret for Denver Broncos fans years from now when they look back on the 2021 NFL draft. Number 10 overall, the Eagles uh, moved up and they drafted wide receiver Devontae Smith. Awesome move. I think I could not think of a better fit for Devontae Smith than Philadelphia uh, working with Jalen Hurts, uh, the quarterback, former Alabama quarterback, they actually played together at Alabama. And the the fit between Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith is awesome. They're two guys who work like dogs and just want to go to work and prepare and work hard. And I think I'm really excited to watch, hopefully, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith you know, transform that culture and that locker room. And uh, the Eagles do also have wide receiver Jalen Rager already. So I, I'm really excited to watch this Eagles offense. I don't know about their coach. Seems like a bit of a doofus, but, you know, Nick Sirianni had a horrible, horrible first press conference. But uh, I really, I, I'm very, very compelled. I think Jalen Hurts is awesome. And uh, they got a player who can support their young quarterback. And I, I'm i excited to watch what goes down in Philadelphia. Now, um, number 11 overall, the Bears. The Bears moved up and drafted a quarterback. Number 11 overall, Justin Fields, a quarterback out of Ohio State. Yes, 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 yes. I am so, so happy about this. Like, hallelujah. It's a great pick. Uh, I think also a good fit for them, man. Uh, Justin is incredibly talented. He's a guy who's very raw. I think he's got some habits and some stuff he's got to work out. But the good news is the Bears already have a quarterback, Andy Dalton, who can be their week one starter and can play until Justin Fields is ready. So there's no hurry. He can sit and prepare until he's ready to go. And uh, I... Look, people hate on the Bears coach, Matt Nagy, all the time. I actually happen to like Matt Nagy. When, when Matt Nagy was coaching for the Bears and he had Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback, the amount of times I watched Matt Nagy make a great play call, find a good matchup, have somebody open downfield, and their stupid quarterback would just look at it and not throw the football or make a terrible throw. And you're like, as a coach, all you can do is put your players in a position to be successful. If they don't pull the trigger, if they don't complete passes, like that's not really on you. You made a great play call. Your stupid quarterback is awful. So I, I, oh, I I'm getting fired up. I, I really, really did not enjoy watching Mitchell Trubisky play in Chicago. Um, I, I think, look, I like the Bears coach, Matt Nagy. I think he can coach. I think the problem was Mitchell Trubisky. We'll find out. Uh, but I feel very, very optimistic about Justin Fields and his future in Chicago. And uh, I mean, the Bears, Justin Fields could be the best Bears quarterback they ever had. They really don't have a history of good quarterbacks. And uh, Chicago made a move. They got a quarterback. I'm so, so happy about that. Uh, and I cannot wait to watch the future of Justin Fields in Chicago. Number 12, the Cowboys got an awesome linebacker, Micah Parsons. 
uh, linebacker out of Penn State. You know, Sean Lee just retired their legendary linebacker. Uh, that's a great pick. Number 13 overall, the Chargers got Justin Herbert, an offensive tackle. Uh, Rashawn Slater, I love that move. Uh, the Jets did very, very well. The New York Jets got a franchise quarterback, number two overall, Zach Wilson and a BYU. I Right now, we'll see that, you know, Trey Lance is going to develop and we'll see how, where he is years from now. But right now, I think they got the best quarterback in the draft as far as, you know, Trey Lance isn't ready. We'll see when he develops. Uh, neither is Justin Fields. But I, I think currently they got the best quarterback. I really love the ability Zach Wilson has. Uh, they also traded back up to get an offensive lineman, uh, Eliza Vera Tucker from USC, 14th overall. So the Jets had a very, very good first round. They got a quarterback. They're building an offensive line around him. Mekhi Becton, Eliza Vera Tucker. Like, I really, I feel very, like the Jets, I'm I'm concerned about New York for sure uh, because they are have been a mess for a long, long time. However, the Jets, man, they're making good moves too. Um, you know, uh I look at, oh, this is a move I really, really loved. 15th overall, the Patriots drafted Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. It's an awesome fit. Uh, really, really good pick. The good news is there's no pressure for Mac Jones to start right away. They already have Cam Newton there. Uh, and they can take their time with Mac Jones. Wait till he's ready to be their starting quarterback. He's really, really talented. Uh, kind of also weird. The quarterback room in New England is Jarrett Stidham, former Auburn quarterback, Cam Newton, former Auburn quarterback, and Mac Jones, a former Alabama quarterback. A lot of guys from Alabama colleges. And um, it's pretty wild. Mac Jones already played for Nick Saban in his career. Now he's going to play for Bill Belichick. Like, this guy has gotten such a a good you know, uh, set of coaches in his, in his football career. Like, to go from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick is awesome. And uh, I think Bill Belichick got his franchise quarterback, man. The evil empire is on its way back. Uh, and I cannot wait. I, I really am confident that Mac Jones is going to do very, very well in New England. I think he went to the best team for him. Like, I think it's a great fit for Mac Jones. And I'm very, very excited to watch Mac Jones uh, play in New England and hopefully blossom and become their franchise quarterback. Uh, the Giants drafted wide receiver Kadarius Toney, number 20 overall. Uh, I love this pick. Daniel Jones got a lot of weapons there in New York. And, uh, man, the pressure's on, man. There's no excuses for Daniel Jones in 2021 with... Uh, a couple receivers, a tight end, running back. They're building their offensive line. Like I, the Giants, man. They, there's no reason for Daniel Jones to not be very, very good and very, very successful in 2021. And then finally, with the 27th overall pick, the last pick that I thought was very, very exciting and really, really cool, the Baltimore Ravens drafted wide receiver Rashawn Bateman. Uh, it's another good weapon for Lamar Jackson. They got a fun, exciting offense, man. And I, I, I really hope and I want to see progression from the Ravens passing game. I want to see development there. And uh, I'm excited to watch uh, Rashawn Bateman, who made a lot of great catches at University of Minnesota. I want to watch a guy do very, very well in Baltimore and him, Marquise Brown. Uh, I, I just, I am excited to watch the future of the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that this is a great move to support their young quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Guys, that's all I have, man. I, I, I love you. I appreciate you. I really enjoyed the first round of the NFL draft. I, uh, I know I... I made some strong statements about Trevor Lawrence, and that's why, I guess that's why people listen, but I, if I'm wrong, we'll own it. But I have to share my concerns, because otherwise I'm going to look back and go, I should have voiced my concern years ago. Uh, now, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a, a, a bad leader, and I'm, I'm just tired of no one talking about it. I'm going to call it like it is, and uh, I, I think his days in Green Bay are numbered, and I think the fact that—I I think it's good for Green Bay. For them to move on and get a new quarterback, they have— 
Jordan Love. They also, if they don't like Jordan Love, can make a move and get another quarterback if they want. So I, Green Bay is in a good position. Uh, they're going to lose a lot of money probably getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, but as a result, they're going to have a burden lifted off their team, a leader who is bringing them down and dividing them. So uh, I, I'm excited for the Packers moving forward. So guys, that's all I have. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day. And I'll see you. I'm going to wait, you know, watch the draft uh, today, see what happens. Uh, we will see what happens in day three. Then I'll kind of recap the draft after it's over. I think the only thing I'm really, really excited to see what happens moving forward is, frankly, where does Kellen Mond go? The Texas A&M quarterback. He's a guy who, Kellen Mond is a franchise quarterback. I'm telling you, I will pound the table for this guy. He is a guy with really, really good NFL habits. I think in many ways was better on film than Trevor Lawrence even. I, I don't understand why... Nobody appears to share that with me. I, maybe I'm insane. However, I did look it up. Chris Sims, who is like batting a thousand, also agrees with me. So I, I, look, I, I finally, I was like, okay, what are other people saying about Kellen Mond? Am I crazy? No, I'm not effing crazy. There are other people that believe in Kellen Mond. Why doesn't the NFL? I don't know. But I, uh, I really hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers draft Kellen Mond, the quarterback out of Texas A&M. That would be, they, they'd find their franchise quarterback. It'd be awesome. Uh, keep your eye on Kellen Mond. We'll see where he goes. I can't wait to see what happens. And uh, I love you. I appreciate you. But I'm bum. Bam. We are done.